and uh, Shivers, 25 to 2. And we're going to cross now to uh, to Ocean Park, to Waterworld. And we find the executive director of Waterworld, Brian Fish, standing there in his shorts, paddling away, ready to jump on a, uh, on a slide. Aren't you, Brian? Hey, James, anytime. <laughs> um, well, welcome to the 123 Show. Thanks for joining us. And uh, you and I spoke um, just about, uh, what about nine or ten months ago uh, back in September last year when the park was uh, about to open and you had just spent a good period of time um, designing and helping build all of the rides and now I guess you're on to the, the operational side of it so it must be a little bit uh, different um, but you, you came from quite a background of water parks if I'm not uh, not wrong from around the world didn't you and that's how you got into uh, the becoming in charge at Waterworld right? Oh, uh, that's right. And just yeah, t- from '94 uh, onward, been in in water parks. So it's uh, it's been an exciting run, and uh, really thrilled to be here. Yeah, well, tell us tell us a bit about um, where we are with with Waterworld. It's obviously it's been open since um, around September, I think it was last year, and uh, you know you've you've been dealing with, uh, of course, the COVID situation, and uh, you've got through it, and and uh, you're still open. But tell us about the, the the thinking behind Waterworld. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to um, give to visitors? What entertainment is there? Because that's that's really the the, the crux of it, isn't it? Yeah, sure. So. At- you know, at a high level, um, we wanted Waterworld and, and we believe Waterworld is uh, a, a place not just for summer, but it was designed intentionally to be available year round in all weather. Um, so not only in these uh, hot 34, 35 degree days, but even in the cooler months, uh, we're ready to splash and have fun. But I tell you what, being able to jump in the water these days has been really nice. I'm absolutely sure. And I'm very envious because presumably you could just walk out of your office and you're in the pool uh, moments later, which uh, I'm sure is fantastic. Um, tell us about some of the individual rides that you've got and, and the thinking behind them and what, what sort of um, what sort of uh, experience does it give the visitor? Yeah, so there's a variety of experiences and we we try to help people plan their day by rating the uh, attractions with different experience levels, whether you want fearless fun or all the way just as simple as some kids fun. Uh, we have uh, varying degrees of uh, intensity for for people. And also sometimes people, you know, they're they're in a group that's not all like minded. So people can choose attractions that they can ride by themselves, but also we have other attractions where they can enjoy slides uh, up to six people together. And of course, we have all of our pools and rivers where you have uh, just unlimited opportunities to to get together and splash around. And uh, you don't even have to do it in one spot. The rivers will take you all through the park. So you can literally f- float through the park is what you're saying. Yeah, our longest river is almost three quarters of a kilometer long. So wow. seven, yeah, over, over 740 meters. Uh, it's a, it, I don't think I've seen a longer river. I'm sure there probably are a few out there, but this one you get in and you have a nice long float. And when you get finished, you don't have to get out. You can keep going all day. We'll just go round and round kind of thing. 
just round and round. <laughs> so, so you've got long slides, you've got the rivers, you've got um, uh, rides for multiple people, you've got you've got sort of family rides, and you've got some thrill rides. I know my my daughter was actually at Waterworld just recently, and uh, she said that the first thing that she did, she went on this ride where um, it kind of she explained it as being kind of doors that opened and dropped you down uh, a a slide. You know, you, you, you it's random. You didn't know when it was the door was going to open or the or the the hatch was going to open. I'm not sure if I've explained that well, but um, which ride is that? Do you know? Yeah, you know, I think I heard her scream going down. Um, <laughs> yeah, so these are um, we have two of these. They're um, they're capsule drop slides where, yeah, the the door opens. You stand in and you stand. You're standing uh, kind of in a inclined position, and the the door closes on you. Of course, it's it's a clear door, so you can see out. Um, but you're just standing there, and you assume that position of legs crossed and arms crossed, and all you can do is wait. And you'll hear this three, two, one, and then boom, the floor drops out from under you, and you're gone. <laughs> and it's it's the anticipation, I think, that it is the most fun with those slides because they're very fast. Uh, you're, you're down in seconds and, and the thrill of the drop is great. But uh, sometimes I think just that anticipation of waiting for the drop is even more fun. They're fun. I think fun is one word for it. I'm not sure I put it like that, but uh, there's plenty of people that would find it fun. I... Hey, like I said, we have a little something for everyone. I, I mean, I guess that's the trick, isn't it? You know, trying <laughs> yeah. trying to cater for different people's uh, interests at a, at a theme park like this, and that that must be quite a difficult thing to do. Yeah, and it, it's um, you know it it takes a variety of things um, and in a in a variety of locations. So, um, and, and we we try to be able to communicate that out ahead of time too. Recently, we've developed these sensory guides that are available for reference on our website as well. So people that are a little more sensitive, uh, maybe to um, noise or to um, light or or anything of the five senses, if if they have some sensitivity there, they can go on the website and see you know what attractions are more um you know more intense for mm. for those senses and and less intense so that kind of helps steer people as well so what are you what are your say top three um most uh favorite rides amongst visitors would you say um i i think the the pools are always a favorite for that downtime between queuing mm. um but in terms of the attractions that you queue for, uh, we find that our Vortex, uh, Sky High Falls, and our very famous Rainbow Rush are our top three. And Rainbow Rush uh, is also one of those Instagram favorites because of the bright colors. And it really reminds people of the old water world as well. So tell us how each, each of those rides works. Yeah, so... With each of them, you, it, it's more of a uh, group experience. With Rainbow Rush, you're riding individually in these lanes, but you can go um, up to eight people together. 
and it's a race. So mm-hmm. you're riding down headfirst on this mat and you can race your own best time if you are looking at the timers and remember your time before. So you can compete against yourself, but you can also compete against the the people that are going with you. And it'll tell you first, second, third, all the way to, oh, I'm sorry, try again. Right. Um, with Vortex, it's uh, a four-person raft ride. You can ride it anywhere from two to four people. And it is what we call a hybrid style ride. And it combines this big bowl that you spin in with this massive 60 meter or sorry, 60 foot wide funnel that you eventually drop into and you move through like this big half pipe motion. And it's, uh, (laughs) you know, your, your stomach just drops (laughs) as you're going through this. And what's great about that one and sky high falls is you're, you're riding in this vehicle that's uh, circular in shape. So you see the expressions of your friends and family members as they're riding as well. And sometimes that's even more entertaining than the slide. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, who designs these things? I'm sure you had uh, a a big hand in deciding which ones you were going to install, but presumably, you know, something like the Vortex, this is something which has has, um, uh, been used elsewhere in the world as well. But but who comes up with ideas like that? Mad scientists. So... Yeah, they're. Um, I mean, it, it, it's all people who love love those types of attractions. There's a lot of engineering, mm. um, a lot of detail that goes into it, and it's evolved a lot over the years. When I started, um, you know, way back in the mid '90s, uh, the the water park that I was at, these slides were designed by bathtub manufacturers, oh. um, <laughs> and very, you know, very very basic. But now it's all um, computer programming and they can profile these things and, and you can get virtual rides before they're even coming out of the ground. Mm, mm. Um, so consequently it's, it's really enabled the industry to, uh, design more and more interesting, uh, and dynamic, uh, attractions. And, you know, we, we have some of these, uh, here that are, um, are, are quite unique, to the industry. Uh, Sky High Falls is one of them that is being put forward um, for an award that that's um, industry wide. So, you know, it, it could be something that worldwide is recognized as one of the best uh, uh, new water slides that have come out. Now, you've had sort of nine months, I suppose, of, of visitor experience to draw upon. Has has that made you um, adjust things, uh, change things? You know, do you, do you see behaviours from Hong Kong visitors that maybe are different from elsewhere or are all visitors to, to water parks around the world broadly the same? It's, it's a bit of yes on both of those. Um, so, you know, at a high level... It's all it's all fairly the same, but we have seen some uh, some uniqueness to the way um, Hong Kong people are interacting with the park. Mm. I think part of it is because water parks uh, for for many people um, are maybe a bit of a new experience. Mm. So Hong Kong has some great theme parks Um, and in theme parks, you go in and you queue for for various rides and you may take a break for, um, a snack, 
but it's largely your your day is queuing and and going to shows where um in water parks it, it's all, all about balancing you know the queue time versus more of your your passive get in a uh tube and float in a wave pool time right uh and and we've started seeing people or or the the crowds mature a, a bit with this learning curve as well so in the beginning our rivers and wave pools weren't used too much, but now people are starting to get the idea that these are great spots to enjoy your day as well. And you don't have to spend times in queues so your, you, whole, your whole time here. So you don't have to rush yeah. literally from, from attraction to attraction. You can do one, then take a bit of a break, relax a bit, then do another one and, and something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's, there's always strategy involved <laughs> with enjoying any park. Um, <laughs> get, so, there, get there like, early, I think, is, is always the strategy I remember. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Get get there during opening. And if you know what the popular attractions are, you hit those first before the queues really pile in. Hmm. Um, and, and then you're able to pace your day beyond that and, and really enjoy your experience. So people are catching on. and uh, And we've also done things to also, uh, you know, just be reactive to, um, making the experience better. And in the beginning, um, you know, the, the queues were a bit longer than we expected and we've made some adjustments and I think, uh, people that are coming now find that the, the queues are quite a bit, um, less wait time, I I would Mm, say, mm. and, um, just overall, uh, a well-rounded experience. Uh, big operations like this are, are obviously about the people that you have and, um, you know, presumably you've built up quite a big team. Just tell us a bit about uh, the people behind uh, the park and maybe some of those secrets because there's a lot of people to to run an operation like this, right? Yeah, and, you know, we, we have a lot of people um, and a lot of our aquatic safety crew um, out there keeping people safe. So... Um, we're statutorily required to have um, just about 30 people to make sure that the pools are safe. But on any given day, we have more than a hundred people just for the aquatic safety part of it, because, you know, it obviously is really important for us to uh, keep the guests safe and, and run things efficiently, but we can't hire people and just put them out there. Um, There's a lot of training that goes and so regardless of if they're coming to us already with a lifeguard certification, we put them through our own in-house uh, lifeguard training program. There's there's lots of other training on how to operate the attractions and and uh, various other guest service and, and safety training. So the people that you see out there um, manning the attractions and uh, watching water, um, they've – just to be able to do that, they've probably went through one to two months of training before they even got out there and, and had their first solo flight, if you will. Um, and, and that's, that's just the aquatic safety crew. Um, a lot of other people out there keeping the park clean and safe. Um, you know, our housekeeping team is working 24 hours a day to, to keep the park uh, sanitary and and looking good and, um, and security always has eyes on things keeping people safe so yeah 
And presumably you have engineers that are running the rides as well, because I presume it's, it's, it's quite a technical thing, isn't it, as well as a, as a relaxing leisure thing? Yeah, people are often quite amazed when they come into our plant rooms and, and pump rooms and see the amount of technology that's back there um, to, to keep all that water moving and all that water clean and sanitary. Um, we, we check our pools hourly to make sure that the, the chemicals are all balanced and, and within that tight window that, that we see as ideal in, in terms of chemistry. A lot of, lot of engineering back of house going on. Now, tell us just uh, finally, Brian, a bit more about the practicals. If people want to come along, you know, it's is it is it a day? Is it a half day? What what do you recommend? And and you know, how do people get into the park? What do they need to bring? That sort of stuff. Yeah, if you haven't been to Waterworld before, it's probably a full day. We find a lot of people like to spend um, uh, up to six or seven hours at the park. Mm. If you're one of our Ghost Splash members um, who have access to the park year round. Um, generally, uh, we see a lot of those folks like to come in with the family, come in in the morning, let the kids have a splash, have some lunch, relax a little bit. And, and it's a half day for them. Um, always best to visit the website ahead of time to, to plan the visit. And of course you can book your tickets on our website. Uh, we also partner with Kluke and some of the other major, um, ticket retailers. So it's, you know, taking time to, to see what works best for the type of experience that they want. Um, but like I said, if, if they're keen on water parks and they come for a day visit, um, and they really like it, they can always upgrade that to our ghost splash membership and, uh, credit their one day ticket towards the, the price of that membership and be able to come year round. Like I said, we're, we're designed, uh, with indoor and outdoor and and we're comfortable 12 months out of the year and uh, when people arrive they actually come to the main ocean park entrance right and do you still is it take a bus yeah. is it from there well we have that option you mm. don't have to mm. um we have complimentary um shuttle bus service from the just outside of the ocean park mtr station um the there's some other, I think there's green menu bus that comes. We also um, have plenty of Ubers and taxis coming in. So there's quite a few options. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. And and you open what, 10 o'clock in the morning, is it? We do. Uh, every morning, 10 a.m. And right now, because of the, the summertime, we're open till 7 or 8 p.m., depending on the day of the week. Well, it sounds like a, a good day out, especially in the, in the weather at the moment. Um, sounds like you've got your hands full and it's pretty busy, um, as my daughter reported anyway. So, uh, uh, Brian, thanks very much for telling us all about it. And uh, before we leave, I, I, you've probably been ribbed about this many times, but your name is Brian Fish and it's very appropriate, isn't it, for uh, the executive <laughs> director of the, of the Waterworld Park? <laughs> You wonder if the name picked the profession or uh, or what the story was there, right? Somehow your parents knew where you were going to end up. <laughs> it was destiny. It was destiny. Brian, Brian Fish is Executive Director of Waterworld at Ocean Park. Brian, thanks very much for telling us all about the park and uh, good luck for the rest of the summer with it. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in that uh, drop capsule soon yourself. <laughs> I'll build myself up to it. <laughs> it might take All some right. time. Thanks, Brian.